All right, guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into the final drive as the Chargers lose to the 49ers 22-16 on Sunday Night Football up in Santa Clara. As always, joined by Haley Elwood and Eric Smith. Bolts dropped a 5-4, and four, a promising start to the game. They held a lead for nearly three and a half quarters. But I was thinking about this last night, guys, and the solution, or the reason, rather, why they lost is very simple. They ran out of guys. You've run out of guys. I mean, so many starters are out. You lose two defensive tackles in Tito Abonia and Christian Covington. Your top tight end goes out. Keenan and Mike were already out. We know the injuries on the uh, offensive line. Trey Pipkins didn't start in this one. Foster Sorrell did. So, Haley, this could be a very short podcast, but we're going to go. About 20 minutes today. Uh, what would you say your, your thoughts were, I guess, on what you saw yesterday, really for three and a half quarters? Because I, I think the Chargers surprised a lot of people with, uh, with, with the way they stayed in this game. I think they did. And I think a lot of it, um, to me, I'll call it sort of a tale of two halves in a sense, even though you mentioned it's more of like three and a half quarters versus uh, that other half. But um, one other guy to note on the injury front, or just body's front was the loss of Jerry Tillery of, of waving him last week and knowing that you were also going to be down him as well. Um, Daniel Popper, I was reading what he wrote in the athletic and, and he made a good point. He said, there's a difference between excuses and an explanation. And after the game to a point, all the quotes were, we're not making excuses for losing guys, you know, in the injuries that we've battled. But I think the explanation is they're down bodies and maybe against a team like the Falcons and maybe against teams that they've sort of beat recently, Houston, Cleveland, Denver to a point, maybe it's worked. But when you face a team like the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe had eight players return to that game that didn't play two weeks ago or whatever it was. Coming off a bye, too. Coming off a bye, very healthy, very strong. You get outmatched to a point, just purely numbers wise, purely body wise. And I I think you saw that. And no one, in my opinion, is discounting the fight that this team had because they hung tough and they were in it really to the end. In fact, when, uh, when the Niners missed that extra point on the McCaffrey touchdown in the fourth quarter, I was like, that could loom large conceivably. And it, it almost did to the point where the chargers did get the ball back at the end of the game. But you know, the interception happened. It didn't matter. But, um, it's just the reality of the situation that you are now a very, very wounded team 10 weeks going into 11 weeks into the season. You might get some guys back. Yeah. Who knows what the status of the Mikes and the Keenans are. And I know Staley will talk later today. Um, Defensively, you're now dealing with new attrition on that line. And that's a unit that pretty much has been largely healthy, you know, minus the absence of Bosa and JC Jackson, they've sort of hung tough and been able to hold it together up until about a week ago with, Austin Johnson, Waving Jerry. Now you've got uh, Covington and, and Tito who are in there. But I don't know. It, it's, 
it's just kind of coming down to the fact that somehow you sort of have to find a way, and they almost, almost did in this game, and they hung tough really, really for a large part of the game. But in the end, it almost just became too much to overcome. And you're now going into a week where you're playing, and I know we'll talk about the Chiefs later, but you're playing the Chiefs. If you won this game, you essentially could go into next week knowing, eh, this could be the battle for the AFC West on the line. Now you're a game behind or two, whatever it is, games behind. Different bit of a situation, but again, can't discount the, the fight and the effort that this team had last night and doing what they did with, with so little, but it's just really tough to sort of assess the situation as a whole, look at who they went up against with how many players returned for that team and go, man, if only, if only you had some of these guys back. Yeah, and you're right. It's probably best to break it down uh, first half, second half, because the first half, the start was remarkable yeah. with, with DeAndre Carter. They're getting the ball down the field. Um, they were they were slowing that Niners running attack. You saw the numbers in the first half. It was like 3.2 yards a carry, and you're like, okay, this is this is the formula to win. That first drive coming out of the second half, Eric, uh, the Niners were just getting chunks on the ground. And I feel like that, that to Haley's point, the, the attrition, you kind of felt it, right? You, you felt it kind of tilting in the Niners' favor there. Um, hey, you were in that locker room, man. It was an exhausted locker room. Those guys, to, to Haley's point again, like they fought. They, they gave it their all, and uh, they were spent at the end of that game. So uh, you give those guys a lot of credit for, for the way they performed under the bright lights. No doubt. No doubt. And I was thinking about that on the plane ride home, just like the locker room walking in. It was it was a quiet locker room for sure. I mean, but that's because guys were just kind of sitting there, just like drained. Like Herbert was just sitting there in his uniform when we walked in 15, 20 minutes after the game and was just kind of just like staring off, like processing the game, trying to take in everything that happened. Like he's probably like physically, emotionally just spent as well. Um, you know, and I think it's just like, Pride is a word that comes to mind, like how I would describe the locker room last night. Like, guys were frustrated, sure, that they didn't win, but like, you certainly have to be proud of the effort, proud of the fight. It kind of goes back to what I said last week. Like, you know, if we looked at the totality of the first eight games, you know, the Chargers could have easily been three and five, right? Instead of five and three. And it was just like the fight they had, the fight they had. It was kind of the same story last night. You know, someone told me before the game, I was talking to someone in the press box, and they're like, how do you feel about the game? I said, good. Like, we got to get off to a good start and stop the run, you know, and, like, there's a formula we need to win. But, like, I think the team's going to play hard and be in it. And this person's like, I don't know. Like, I I think the Niners are going to win big. And I can see why this person thought that because, like, that's what, like, what you said, Chris, like, the Chargers probably surprised some people. Name that person. Name that person on this podcast right now. <laughs> off the um, but we, you know, the three of us know this team. Well, we know the guys on the team. Well, like we know they're not just going to pack it in. We know that that Brandon Daly is not going to pack it in and he's not going to let his players pack it in either. Um, yeah. I think it did. It got to be too much too late in terms of attrition and bodies. Um, you mentioned the tale of two halves. One thing I wanted to mention real quick, I wrote down, I thought a big turning point in the game was the middle of the second quarter. Um, you know, DeAndre had that touchdown catch early. He nearly had another one. He got tackled at the two. He couldn't, he couldn't find his way in. And then I have it here. So they go first and goal at the two. 
incomplete, false start, sack, one-yard pass, field goal. At that point, they were up 10-3. to If they can find some way to punch that in and make it 17-3, I think it's a different game. Maybe they don't win, but I think it's a much different game if they can get out to a two-touchdown lead um, and force the Niners to maybe lean more on the passing attack because, yeah, they had kind of bottled up the run. But nothing to be really but proud. I mean, the loss sucks for sure, but you can't discredit the fight and the heart of this team. Yeah, you know, the play before that DeAndre Carter catch was a was a ball to Trey McKitty that was dropped that looked like it could have gone for a touchdown. I don't know if it would have, but it was very, very close. I mean, he was open. He had some room. Um, I'm looking at Herbert's numbers, 21 to 35, Haley, 196 yards. Just kind of a weird stat line for this game. They only ran the ball 16 times for 51 yards. They couldn't really get anything going on the ground. Um, DeAndre Carter was the leading receiver, and half of his uh, catches were those big chunk plays. I think he actually lost yardage on one of those receiving or, or one of those receptions rather. Uh, Eckler seven for 39. Palmer only three for 44. So if you had showed me this line uh, before the game, I would have been like, man, I, I don't know. What happened here offensively? But, you know, it, it's just, it was a strange game in that they actually started fast and they held on to a lead for a majority of the game. But um, as the numbers indicate, they, they really just couldn't get much going. And then when you break it down again in like the two halves, the Chargers only had 19 offensive plays in the second half. The defense yeah. was just on the field at an insane, ridiculous amount of time. So when you look at it like that, I mean, I, I have it right here. Herbert was 7 of 14 for 35 yards in the second half, which was the fewest passing yards in a half of his short career here in the NFL. Um, so they were they were essentially blanked. I mean, they, they didn't score in the second half, and they were held in check. That offense was held in check. And again, I think it just kind of goes back to the fact of you had a very – for the most part, pretty strong defense going up against a pretty broken slash wounded offense. And, you know, it's it's interesting. It's like Joshua Palmer, right? Last week against the Falcons, he has this career game, this, you know, amazing game of like, okay, you know, here he is. He's taking this opportunity. And then this week, they keep him in check. And, uh, you know, it's it's when you look at how that game kind of transpired – no one could get open. There wasn't a whole lot of separation that was happening. So when you had to pass, that you know, it just it just wasn't coming to fruition at that point. And so, yeah, I think when you look at it, to me, it just again, it goes back to the second half of just not being able to sustain anything, not being able to really get anything going, but also the defense just being on the field for an extremely, extremely long period of time and just really not being able to get off of it. And San Francisco capitalizing off that, their offense, and turning those drives into points as well. It's hard to win when you play 37 minutes of defense, right? Yeah. The, the time of possession was just so lopsided. And, you know, I, I thought Joshua played really well last week. Um, but, listen, there's a reason why the Chargers pay Keenan Allen and Mike Williams what they pay them, right? And, and they need to get these guys back so Justin can get the ball down the field and this offense can get chunk plays and score more points. It really is that simple. Um, I, I don't know, Eric, what you thought of the, the offensive line. I think they had to do a lot of things to try to get the ball out of Justin's hands quick um, because, again, when you don't have Rashawn Slater and you have guys, you know, Foster Sorrell got his first career start, um, you know, they're not playing with a full deck right now. 
No, no, not at all. Uh, three rookies started on the line last night. I got to look up when the last time that happened was, probably a long time ago. I think they did the best they could. I mean, I think that's just the way to put it. Um, you know, they're the, the, and the Niners probably you, you couldn't have p- picked a worse opponent to start a young offensive line against Nick Bosa and that pass rush who just bring in every play. Um, they, they did what they could. Um, you know, they, they didn't, Herbert didn't have time to throw it 15, 20 yards down the field. Um, I think there was a play in maybe the fourth quarter, like third and 15 or whatever. And he threw a five or six yard pass to Trey McKitty and, and we had to punt, um, that's the best we could do with, with what we had, um, you know. And like, we talk about injuries, like Gerald Everett went out too, you know, with yeah. a groin, and Good. Donald is already out. And so now you're trying to like find an offense when you have Trey and Richard Rogers as your tight end. And that, not only does that limit like what you can do in the passing game, but it just limits like your your personnel groupings. Like you can't get into like certain plays because you just don't have the bodies. You know, so I think that really had a factor in it too. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, guys get healthy soon. You know, because we got a, a real tough one on Sunday. As it sits, Haley, <clears throat> excuse me, the Chargers five and four on the outside looking in the playoff picture. Um, the AFC is really kind of cleared up, though, right? We, we kind of know who's who's the contenders and and who's kind of faded at this point. There are six teams that have at least six wins in the AFC. Then you have the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Bengals at five and four. And then you have the Jeff Saturday-led Colts, four, five, and one, who won and beat the Raiders. The Raiders have faded. They're two and seven. The Broncos are three and six. Um, And you push it forward. Kansas City, Sunday night football. Um, This podcast can't tell you what the injury situation looks like. Um, listen to Brandon Staley later on Monday. And, um, you know, I think the hope, Haley, is that maybe you get Mike back, maybe you get Keenan back, perhaps you get both back. I don't know. Um, but they're going to need somebody back to to combat this Chiefs offense or to actually score with this Chiefs offense. Yeah, it's really keeping up, right? And I was looking at notes yesterday. I believe the Chiefs, the offense had three turnovers in that game, but it didn't matter. Jacksonville couldn't really do anything with that fortune, if you will, and, and Kansas City wins. Kadarius Tony is now scoring touchdowns in his NFL career and becoming a piece in that offense. One thing, too, about the Chiefs, Frank Clark has missed these last couple games. I believe he's been suspended, but he will be back this week, of course, in time to face the Chargers, if you will. It is it is now about keeping up, and we know that the Chiefs are an extremely high-powered offense. And I was listening to Sirius XM NFL Radio the other day, and, and Pat Kerwin, they were talking about the game they played last week, the Chiefs played last week, and they talked about their defense specifically and said it almost feels sometimes like a Spags defense comes on as the season grows and as the season gets older and kind of gets later and we hit November, mid-November and December, that's when they sort of hit their stride. And I think you're kind of seeing that now too. This is, of course, a huge matchup, a lot of divisional implications, a lot of AFC implications. This is probably, in my opinion, up until this point, of this Charger season, the toughest two-game stretch that they've had, um, if you will, knowing who you're going against and knowing what these teams are like at this point in the season. So, like you mentioned, it hopefully you get guys back 
um, because you need to compete. And, and again, it's, it's not the lack of fight in terms of competition. It's just literally having the bodies in order to match and, and try to hopefully beat what they throw out there. Yeah, Eric, too, and if you have any hopes of trying to win this division, um, five and five versus an eight and three Chiefs team looks like it, that's going to be really tough to, to win the West. So it, it would be really imperative for the Chargers. And listen, the Chargers are four and two in the AFC overall. They're two and one in the division. They can improve to three and one in the division if they can uh, somehow beat the Chiefs on Sunday. Um, so this game is big for a lot of reasons. It, it, not only the fact that you can kind of at least be in the mix for the division, but really for wild card purposes. When when you see the the Patriots and Bengals and Jets and now Bills, I mean it, it's it's kind of a, a crazy uh, AFC that we have here entering Week Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Starting tomorrow on Chargers.com, we're gonna roll out like the AFC playoff picture. It'll be a weekly thing going forward, and it's pretty jumbled. It's really jumbled. I mean, you mentioned the sixteen, the uh, yeah, sixteen with six wins. At this point, right, there's three teams with five that are kind of battling for that seven seed. But I agree. Like if if the Chargers don't win Sunday, they fall three games behind the Chiefs. With obviously getting swept by Kansas City, they won't have the head-to-head. Um, the division is will be tilted strongly in the Chiefs' favor. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, again, um, yeah. So I think you just kind of. You find you find a way Sunday to try to stay in the AFC West race, and then if you do drop to five and five, then it's okay. Your focus is on those final seven games, finding a way to get to get in a wild card spot. Yeah, you look at that path. It may take I don't know if it's going to take nine or, or ten wins to get in the tournament this year. Um, the, I the think it'll probably take ten. You think yeah. ten? Kind of, you know, I was kind of doing the math on the drive in, I think it'll probably take 10, you know, like, and then obviously battling with the Patriots and, and, um, the Bengals, both of them have tougher schedules, I think. So I, I, I'll just say it right now. I think the chargers will make the playoffs. I'll just, we can clip this right. And we'll play it later. But like, I think, I think we're going to get in, um, you know, even with the injuries and everything, I think I wrote it a month ago. I think we're going to be, in position in week 18, win in Denver and find a way in. Um, but yeah, I think 10 wins is going to be the benchmark at, at the minimum. Yeah. You look for that path. I mean, obviously it, it would be a good start, Haley, to, to kick that off with the, with the win over the Chiefs. But then I think it's Cardinals, Raiders, mm-hmm. and then is it, is it Dolphins, Titans, or Titans, Dolphins? It's, I forget what order it is, but um, – basically two teams that are leading their division right now. So, um, again, Kansas City, if you get the win against Kansas City, I think if you, t- if you ask Chargers fans ahead of this really tough two-game stretch, hey, you split, you split Sunday night football. You'd prefer to split it with a win against the Chiefs, right? Absolutely. Um, and it is, uh, it is Dolphins-Titans in weeks 14 and 15, um, which there I think is, is probably the second toughest uh, two-game stretch that this team will face this season. Yeah, you got to go in. You know, anything can happen. Divisional games, we always say it. Say it again. Weird, 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 weird stuff happens. You never know. Um, and who knows? You know, you throw your records out the window and you just got to play. But 
Um, hopefully, like we mentioned, they can get some of those guys back and hopefully sort of change maybe what we've seen over these last couple weeks to benefit, you know, some kind of skill sets and positions in their favor and, and we'll see what happens, but it is always weird in the AFC West, the wild, wild AFC weird West. So weird. split it, that see what be, happens. Let's go. The title, the title of this, uh, this episode, weird, yeah. just weird. weird. Eric, any, any final thoughts, bud? No, no, just get back at it and another primetime game, another week. That's uh, got to keep rolling along. Yep. Two straight on NBC um, as the Chargers try to get, you know, they, they've split against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, is it the last few years they've split against the so. Chiefs? Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, it, the, the games are always close. And, uh, you know, the Chargers can only hope they can get some reinforcements back for, for a big game in the division. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Haley Elwood and Eric Smith, I'm Chris Hayry. This has been The Final Drive.